from Des Moines, a city that wants to be more like Chicago but just won't commit to the shootings and murders, it's the Talking Paragraphs Podcast. I'm your host, a man with four working computers, Daniel Finney. Joining us from Memphis, a city overrun by illegal snails, is the world's most dangerous accountant, Memphis Paul. Welcome, buddy. Man, you you brought up the city of Chicago. I did. Which might be something people are interested in. It might be. I mean, we're... People in Chicago certainly think they should be. People, people on the Drake campus, which is not in Chicago, yeah, uh, they seem to care quite a lot about Chicago. They do. I mean, I, I've always joked that Drake's population is uh, one third like small town Iowa kids, uh, one third uh, kids from other medium sized and large metro areas in the Midwest. And, and and a third of kids who just just miss getting into Northwestern. So, See, I, think, I think you've 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 allocated the population the way that uh, early map tape makers drew the globe. Yeah, where it's like Europe looks as big as Africa, but actually Africa's land mass is um, like three times as big. Uh, Right. So you think you're I, thinking the the, the Chicagoans like Chicago is like seventy percent of the Drake population, <sighs> and these frackens you assigned to the state of Iowa. See, I think I think that's incorrect based on the data that I had. Oh. I think what I think the reason that you think Chicagoans <laughs> are seventy percent of the yeah. population is because they're always talking about Chicago won't shut the fuck up about Chicago sports, no matter how terrible they are. And, like and think everyone should pay attention to them and listen to them because they're from Chicago, even though they're just tremendous cowards and wouldn't walk two feet off a campus without a security guard holding their hand. Their, their impact is outsized. Like yes, a, yes. Like biting into a Chicago-style hot dog. It's like, you do that one time, and you, you feel like you're biting into an Italian snail because it's right. like, oh, what's this? What's this uh, tomato doing on here? Is that right. No place being here. You know, there's uh, there's been you, things you done with hot dogs that I don't agree with. Like, Dirty Harry made a big deal in one of his movies about nobody puts ketchup on a hot dog. Well, I fucking do, Dirty Harry. So why don't you stick to, you know, your gunfighter justice? <laughs> And I'll stick to eating my hot dog the way I want to. But I also don't allow sauerkraut anywhere near my fucking hot dog. And I don't need a lot of... I don't want pickles and vegetables on there. Unless it's... Vegetables. Unless it's mustard and relish and a little uh, ketchup. I, I don't want any no. part of that. Relish, relish is a vegetable. It comes from cucumbers. Uh, that's true. So they, there you go. I, my my relish comes from a bottle that was put there by a man who lives in a factory downtown. I'm, I'm just saying, earlier in the supply chain, <laughs> a cucumber was brined, cut up, and and uh, put into this uh, relish jar. Sure. FYI. Anyway, Chicago. Uh, we we're making a, we're making a lot of hay. You know. I, we make these cards, like, oh, what do we have to talk about? Sure. But we've talked about this thing that wasn't on the card. Uh, well, we spent like, we spent a good 20 minutes talking about your physical health we did. before we <laughs> got online here. That was unrecorded. Uh, no yeah. One, no one, knows no one will ever know that you're just not feeling well. Yeah. <laughs> you, su- you summed that up better than the 20 minutes I spent. Well, I was a journalist. <laughs> The Chicago thing, yeah. um, my data point, you, you worked at Drake yeah. in the marketing field, so you probably have demographics, but my only sense of, like, where did people come from, I was in a freshman orientation 
And it's like, oh, let's try and pair you with people from where you were before you got here. So you'll feel at ease. Right. And it was like, oh, here's Iowa, here's Illinois, here's you know, Nebraska. Sure. Here's Chicago. And that was like uh, three-fourths of the gymnasium, wherever it was we were for this exercise. And it was like the entire rest of the world you can stand in this spot, you know. And that was four people. So you you over there with the uh, uh, uh-huh. with like the ki- the two kids who came from India. Yeah, and, and the Chinese from India kid. Someone yeah. from like, Oregon, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Like, o- Oregon, I think, has finally seceded from the Union, so that that was yeah. exotic. Uh, wow, I didn't yeah, I didn't go to. They do a lot of heavy drugs, so that that was a misclick. Yeah. But Chicago, uh, we, we focused a lot on trade. Here's what I wanted to say about Chicago, which you referenced in our intro. Sure. I did watch a little video. Um, there's a guy, he's, I think he calls himself City Nerd. City Nerd, uh, okay. And he does videos. He's a TikToker. Probably, he's probably on a lot of um, content platforms. Well, where did you, this, what what platform did you see this guy? This was a, uh, this was a YouTube video, but you can watch, say you have Roku on your TV. I, I well, do. Well, YouTube, huh? You do? Yeah. Thanks. Uh, say you have that, you can, <laughs> you can subscribe to YouTube as a streaming channel. Yeah. On your TV, so it's not like you're watching on your computer as, as, as a lot of people consume their YouTube. I've anyway, done that. Yeah. he had a video, and he does stuff like, um, so the video was top 10 underrated American cities, and his mm. metrics were walkability, he doesn't like a city overcrowded with freeways. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's a lot of noise and it's hard to get around. He, mm-hmm. he likes a walkable, bikeable city. Yeah. He, he likes um, kind of an urban sprawl that's fun. Uh, and some of this is subjective to him. Right. He, Where I, whereas I use a walker, I'm like, I like cities yeah. with lots of freeways that, yeah. that drop me off at the building I exactly wanted to go to. And so his. His top top uh, city mm-hmm. was Chicago, which mm-hmm. I was like, really? Plenty, plenty freeways in Chicago. And, there are walkable neighborhoods, but they're super expensive. I mean, what happens in that city? Someone bikes up on their. Um, uh, I can't. I can't even remember a bike a bike brand from my youth. Uh, Huffy. Yeah. <laughs> You bike up on a huffy and then you shoot the guy you wanted to shoot. Yeah, because that's what happens in Chicago. Like, take take what's that? Is a Chicago one? Take a swing. Bike a shooter. Well, you, you know, you can always take the L, which is kind of like walking. You can. You know. <laughs> it, it, it takes as long. Yeah. I thought the L uh, worked pretty well. You're saying I, it's kind of a slow moving train. Uh, they got big airports. You know, uh, I guess there's a train that take you. Uh, light rail trains to other Midwest places. Is it on one of the Great Lakes? Chicago, yes, it is. Yeah. So there's that. Michigan, I believe. His list had some other cities on Great Lakes, like Cleveland, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if Pittsburgh is. I guess it's on the, the confluence of the Allegheny and Three Rivers. I don't know. Anyway. I fucking hate this guy already. I took us I took us off the card. You mentioned Chicago and it Yeah. I triggered me you. back to this thing that I did yesterday. Yeah. I just want to know I'm not this city guy or whatever. I I was city nerd. City nerd. I was I attribute him appropriately. I was, I was iffy about it just based on his name and what he was like, Oh, Chicago's great. But now I yeah. hate him. Like he's he's on my list. Well, I'm putting well, on. Well, I'm sitting here putting on lipstick like Steve Buscemi in one of those 
uh, Adam you know, Sandler just, movies, like he's on my list. He likes Buffalo. I mean, that's not a pretentious city like Chicago was to us. Yeah, it's Grand. a rough city though. It's a it's a hard working city. I don't think they give a shit for outsiders. You know, I don't, I don't think there's a big welcome to Buffalo. I don't know that there's a lot of welcome to Buffalo greeting wagons. You know, they're like, oh, where are you working? Like, well. He hates, this guy hates, he hates California. Does that help? Ah, uh, I would like to live in California if I could live like in Johnny Carson's old house, you know, and I didn't actually have to work. But, that's, that's the goal. Right. Like, because then the, money. the rest of it's tolerable. The earthquakes, you know, <laughs> like you're rich, but you can just have everything brought to you. You know, he yeah. had he had a pool. I mean, I, when I go onto the YouTube on my TV, yeah. sometimes I'll I'll listen to Johnny Carson talking to. Um, uh, he was the old guy in Mark and Mindy. Uh, Jonathan Winters. Yeah. So he'll talk about having Jonathan Winters and talk about having dinner parties or him before the you know before they got sober him and Carson yeah. would go out and have fun. So that sounds fun. Not, I want to be that Californian. I'm not sure Carson ever got sober. Like but having dinner parties with those guys in the '70s that sounds fun. Yeah, I don't know. What That's the other money. part of it. I want I want to go back. Mm-hmm. Twin, it was okay to smoke cigarettes wherever you were at, and and they're there listening to Jonathan Winters do impressions of funny things. Right, nobody nobody looked twice when you littered. You know, that's right. I want to be around all, all of the celebrities, like like the pre-AIDS era of California. Yeah, that'd be fun. Did you watch that movie that came out not long ago? Um, it had uh, this guy. He was in high school, and he he asked out this older woman that was there doing the the photo shoots for the yearbook. It was set in the Valley of California. Um, it's by, by the guy that's kind of famous, PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson, of uh, uh, other fame. Oh, I know what movie you're talking about. I did like that movie. It, it, it does, it was kind of, you know, he does these things that are incomprehensible, but the critics like, oh, oh, it's a love letter to California and the Valley in the 70s. I don't, I don't know if that movie put out a vibe of like, oh, yeah, I could live in California in that little made-up environment. Like the, like the kid who was a dork started a pinball machine operation. Yeah, he's, well, he's, yeah, he gets uh, his girlfriend, quasi-girlfriend, was working for the mayor, so he yeah. he uh, he's aware that the pinballs are becoming legal again, so yeah. he, uh, he buys them on the cheap. Yeah. Uh, he seems. This this is when he wasn't selling water beds for he, the, the, acting as a child actor. The movie we're discussing uh, is Jackson, Li- Licorice Pizza. There you go. Which is very, which was very good. Uh, he won the most awards for There Will Be Blood, which I have no fucking idea what that's about. Well, I I, I liked it. But I I, I, I watched it, but like tight. I don't I don't want to digress into that. All right. But the other film he made that I really liked was Inherited Vice, which is which speaks to this because it was a California-based movie where yeah. a dude was just stoned most of the time, but he ended up being a private yeah. detective. So, well, that was a love letter to the Elliot Gould movie in in, in California where he was a <clears throat> where uh, he was playing Philip Marlowe. I think. Yeah, I believe so. Anyway. Yeah. So would you live in that California? The California I, 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 yeah, would I live in a fictional place? California? <laughs> where, where there's not homeless people every five Where everybody is beautiful and I'm rich and I don't have to yeah. care about anything? Yes, yeah. I would live in that Good. fictional universe. Are you, are you happy now? I mean... I would, do we want to? Do we want to get up on the topics that we had actually listed out ahead of time? Holy shit! We, I don't know. We're, we burnt. We burnt a lot of time. Uh, 
Chicago. You know, and our friend Nancy yeah. Gilchrist, oh. our 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 solid one listener. She like this. She enjoys this meandering that we do. And who am I to say that this 15 minutes of time won't be her favorite part of the podcast? She sent us two lovely compliments that I'm pretty sure I emailed or texted to you. Uh, One was that she she listens to us every day at work, which uh, that must mean she's going to... How does she do that? Well, she's going into the back catalog because... You know, we've only done... This is our 85th show. So, she, she may be listening to some over and over again. Like, yeah. the ones where we mention her name. She's like, oh! That's the one where they mentioned our name, my name. I, uh... I don't like those kind of metrics. You, you're not a fan... You're not a fan of, like, Bill James. The, uh, the metrics I gave you is just the number of shows we've done. Right, but I don't... I, I don't like those metrics. For example, I go play this um, uh, uh, computer game. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a city builder game. I don't. Uh, I've wasted a lot of time, not as much as Football Manager 2011, but it'll tell you before you log on. Oh, you played 642 hours of this, and oh, that's that. That's a little. That's depressing in the sense of like, oh, well, if I just worked at McDonald's that time and just do the math I, this times this I understand I that have uh, thousands of dollars um, I understand that there was a game not that, not that life works that way you do need to decompress sure I understand like, that but the, the other option was were you going to work at McDonald's at that time or were you going to no, going to no, watch no. another one of the Chicago fire <laughs> police rescue yeah. Emergency room, uh, toenail shop, uh, series of shows with your mom it's on the table. <laughs> I'm just saying, those are those are your options. We all do things with yeah. our time. Yeah, we only use ten percent of our brain. That's they, not true. You know, they say that that's not true. Yeah. Like the other ninety percent is like. Oh, I'm aware I'm in this room. I'm remembering to breathe. You know, like it's doing important things to you. Yeah. Uh, world peace isn't being solved, but uh, things are happening. Uh, the way, the best way that a psychology professor once explained to me is, we use a hundred percent of our brain, just not all at the same time. <laughs> it's not like a junk room that's uh this never gets used. I don't know. I'm, it, it, it's used sometimes. At this point, I'm using 1% of my brain. Uh, Paul, you've got a problem in, in your town of Memphis. And it starts with yeah. S, which stands for snails. Almost the problem that we normally have. Normally we have yeah, well, many, many other problems. Those problems are the kind of social problems that we try not to get into unless we're making fun of Chicago. Uh, so you have... W- I found a story and I sent it to you. Right. taking the lead on this. I, I have. I just, I just know it's an animal story. And it kind of relates back to some other stuff. But go ahead. Let's hear more. Well, well we've had... These little critters have uh, brought us some interesting stories in the past. Snails in Florida were—they were called giant snails. They were—they were actually slugs, I think. I thought they were snails, but slugs, whatever. All I know is they, African land slugs. They—they they could be as big as a coffee cup, which I think is a crap way to decide how to measure something. You see, you don't want to picture yourself drinking a slug. Well, think about a coffee cup. There's the coffee cup that you have in your house that's that's round with a handle on it. Yeah. You know, that's a mug. Right? So is it the size of one of those? Or a coffee well, cup, like you go to Starbucks, there's a cup and that's got coffee in it. Vintage. Did you get it's a Vintage? Big. Did you get a Grande? What'd you fucking get? 
you know, that's pretty gross. That's a gross slug. These, uh, these or is it Italians. Yeah, well, Italian, yeah, it's just an espresso-sized slug. Yeah, they have little small yeah. uh, drink uh, containers. For this coffee. is why you got to stick with things people know, like it's softball-sized hail, it's baseball-sized hail. <laughs> these are fairly standardized things. But what can you expect from Florida? It's slowly yeah. sinking into the ocean, and that's for the best. Yeah. So, so anyway, in Memphis, which is not yet sunk into the ocean, and somehow attracts celebrities to its suburbs, uh, at the port of Memphis, port, they were uh, they the Federal Wildlife Agency seized and U.S. Customs seized. Almost ninety pounds of illegal snails, also yeah. Italian snails, which makes me wonder: Are the Italians coming after us? Are they, is this an a terrorist attack by Italia? You know, those guys have they, gone. Those guys have gone fascist before. They have Mussolini. Yeah, the snail. <laughs> um, the Florida is under attack. Yeah, that was African lands. Slugs. Oh, I thought they snails. were Italian. So, okay. No, African land uh, slugs. Uh, whereas a snail has, is a mollusk, it has a shell. I did see a photo. I didn't read the story, but it was like a bag. It was a mesh bag. Yeah. With little snails, and I, I couldn't tell. They're all. Looks like some. Maybe you maybe you eat them. Pop them in your mouth. Well, that's what like the story them. said. The story implied that given the. The like the wildlife person was like, given the plethora plethora of Italian restaurants near the port, they were probably meant for somebody's plate. But the danger was apparently that they uh, defoliate trees, which is I said to you on the phone. I'm like, you should welcome that because everything's covered in fucking kudzu. I you know I I I hadn't read the story, but you were saying you were describing this like. Federal and wildlife people. I, I can just imagine that officer, federal wildlife officer, his phone ringing. Yeah. And it's like we got snails, so immediately he runs to the port. But he had been looking at a tree with cutting on, just like cursing to himself, like he'd just been staring at it for hours. Like I get this job, and that this is all I had to deal with. It's just fucking kudzu. Let, let's explain to the viewers or listeners who may not know what kudzu is. Kudzu is a plant, a weed that was introduced into the South by some, as usual, by some well-meaning people who screwed up the environment. And it became a highly aggressive weed that can, in a matter of days, cover a whole tree if you park your car in the woods within a few weeks, it'll be covered in kudzu. It's, well, a, it's a very it's thick Asian, vine. It's, it's an Asian plant. Yeah. Uh, it's like a running plant. It just, you know, it's like a, a, a holly or a, a, yeah. a, 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 a poison ivy or poison oak, something. Yeah. That, uh, Not toxic per se, but it's, yeah. but it's, they're big leaves. And, I was fascinated by kudzu because we had for years had a comic strip about a pastor and it was called kudzu and I had no idea what it was about or what kudzu was and then you were like talking about kudzu uh, and I was like oh you read that comic strip and you were like what are you talking about when I yeah when I when I used to play Magic the Gathering yeah they in their in their wisdom they made a kudzu card which was a great card in the sense of like how kudzu works. Uh, you could you could p- play it on land, and then the land you could use it, and but the kudzu didn't go away. Like whoever's land it was that got destroyed, you could take that kudzu card and put it somewhere else. It's just a perfect illustration. You're not going to get rid of this card. Yeah. But the the other when I think of kudzu. I think of this one particular spot. Uh, Kudzu's everywhere, but I always think of it in terms of if I drive home, if I took a particular route on the way home, um, you turn off this road and it 
I'm basically close to the house at this point, but you turn, and then if I look to my left, uh, just the uh, kind of the gully off to one side mm-hmm. and all the trees, uh, like 500 feet, just everything, uh, the ground, the trees, just completely covered in this kudzu stuff. Yeah. Like it, it, it had taken over everything. Uh, and I, I guess I'm surprised it stopped there because eventually you drive past that spot and then you get into the church and then the volunteer firehouse. But yeah. anyway, that spot, that's gone. That's a dead zone. It's all, it's just kudzu now. Uh, uh, anyway, if I was the port official, I'd be like, Let's throw them into that gully and see what happens. <laughs> the guns in? Yeah. Can they balance each other out? Yeah. Um, but apparently the they're, ba- they're bad yeah. for crops that people want to grow. So. Yeah. Which isn't guns Yeah. So. Not on that list. We've, well, all we've done is deprive some Memphis diners of yeah. some quality Italian escargot. Yeah. These are the things that we live with every day, Paul. Yeah, the they're on their way to New Jersey. I guess yeah. there's Italian restaurants there. Oh, yeah. Um, look, hey, if you're Italian and you're making snails, send us to the Port of New York, okay? Look, you know, yeah. I've been watching a lot of Kojak, you know. This is a problem for Kojak, the legal snail uh, people. Uh, the South, you know, we're the Florida... Uh, area that's under attack by these slugs. Even poor Iowa and this amoeba that's going after their beaches. Let's spread, you know, (laughs) spread these problems around. Send send these up to uh, Pistachio or uh, what's that city in New Jersey? Oh, Pistachio. I don't know. New York. uh, uh, Garden City. Rutgers. Yeah. Let those guys deal with this uh, Sure. Attack on America. Okay. Uh, let's see. What do you want to do next? Cards open. We've talked a lot of nonsense this whole time. <laughs> let's get... Uh, uh, Toys R Us may be returning from the dead. This this was your story. You're it's, excited about this. I, I, yeah, I don't know if I'm as excited about it as I would have been... 10 years ago when I was more deeper into the collecting of action figures and stuff than I am today. Uh, But I am excited to see the possibility of a brand that was destroyed by hedge funds come back on its own as a retail store. Because what happened was Toys R Us wasn't failing. Was that Mama Cat? Welcome, Mama Cat. Uh, Toys R Us wasn't failing. It wasn't, you know, like all retail stores, it wasn't as powerful as it had been decades earlier. But what they got bought by a hedge fund, and then the hedge fund shifted a bunch of debt onto Toys R Us, which limited their buying ability. So they couldn't go to, you know, toy shows and make big orders for hot toys that were going to that people wanted uh, yeah. for birthdays, Christmas, whatever. And the result was they were they always understocked and they were crappy and then they started paying people yeah. crummy wages and then the place the stores looked dumpy and then yeah. it, then it was only a matter of time. You've turned the story into a toy story. Yeah. Which, there are those movies, Toy Story. Like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Some, this is a story about toys. Yeah. But really, this story is no different than the, um, that movie, the Ray Kroc movie, or, um, say you're working in a newspaper, it's like, oh, hey, we're a newspaper that was owned by a guy in Des Moines, and now we're owned by a Right, a family, right. It's a newspaper story. No, no, it's not a newspaper story or a fast food story or a toy story. It's a money story. Right. There was a rich guy 
he sold out. He, he cashed out. Let's make it clear. Uh, he looked at one set of money figures and another set. It's like, oh, I'll take this this uh, this situation where I'm just getting a bunch of money right now, and I'll do something fun with it. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the people that either consume this or work for the company. It's like, well, this was the rich guy you dealt with before. Here's the new set of rich people. Um, and largely it was just like a family of rich people now at the hedge fund. Uh, they're more, uh, they're like the kudzu of rich people. Um, yeah, nothing good has ever come out of a hedge fund. I mean, there may be rare exceptions. But at the end of the day, if a hedge fund shows up outside the door of your company, you, you might as well prepare to be boarded. It's it's not here to carry on your traditions. It's not here to serve your customers. It's, it's here to pillage. Who's in charge of this group? Of the hedge fund? The new toys. Oh, you know, I didn't, I didn't read that deeply yeah. into it. Uh, well, you're probably afraid to, because only bad things get come yeah. out of knowing that. It's, it is interesting how there are fun things that we used to enjoy that have come back. Yeah. So this has come back. Um, uh, Hostess, like they went under, but the, the like you can actually see where someone took on the. Um, the Twinkie property. Yeah. And here, so here's some new Twinkies. Uh, I think there was a story about some sugary cereal that's back. Oh, it's wow. Like, oh, well, okay. Interesting. It's good, it's good to see. I thought those were gone, but. It's good to see unhealthy decisions coming back into the American yeah. diet. Yeah. When I was a kid, uh, it's like I'd get dropped off at the toy aisle in Kmart and say, all right, hang out here, I'm going to shop. Sure. Uh, you won't be underfoot here. You won't be like uh, running in front of the cart and I'll run you over or something. We'll just be sitting here looking at the G.I. Joe figures. This was the 70s. This was the 70s, early 80s, you know, so yeah. your parents weren't Before. constantly worrying about <laughs> you being kidnapped. Before Amber Awards, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I would have done if someone had approached me. I would have been shocked, like, oh, what, you're going to feed me? Are you going to buy me this toy? The kidnapper? Yeah, because I got... Cause I, know, I know what happens when mom shows back up. I'm getting one figure. Can you beat that, you know? <laughs> What about a vehicle? I mean, could we? Yeah. Could I get one of those Cobra jets, maybe? <laughs> yeah, if I'm going to be sold on to Saudi Arabia or whatever you got planned <laughs> for me. I want to waste a vehicle. Well, this has taken a dark turn. It has. Well, it has. It's, I, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know how this works. It? I guess it's not a, a fun topic. Um, uh, for people who have been getting after a bad Kidnap. I, I just know that, like, oh, you're going to kidnap me? Well, I want a toy. All right. And I feel like after the toy is purchased and then we're out in the parking lot, I'm just going to make a run for it with the toy yeah. back into the store. And it'll be like, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to call the cops? <laughs> you know, like, hey, we had a toy kidnap agreement. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> you're a bad guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and there's a possibility. There's a possibility that you would be rewarded with another toy for your for for your bravery. And for getting this guy arrested, this bad guy. Yeah, it's like the the cops are like, "Well, how about another GI Joe?" And you're like, "Yeah, I, I you know, I've, I've I've had my eye on on that uh, you know GI Joe helicopter. Sure, yeah, that'd be that'd be great." Christmas came early in a very real sense because that's generally the only time I get a vehicle. Yeah. But, uh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I get it. There's a budget. There's a household budget. Yeah. 
Understood. Every, nobody's yeah, angry. Yeah, it was a small part. Yeah. Anyway, so we got a toy store now. If we had G.I. Joe figures, I, I, I'd swing by and buy some, maybe. <laughs> but uh, I, think that, I think they're like bigger. They're just not as fun looking. I don't know. I don't think even the the Star Wars figures, which I thought were subpar, you know, the hand grip wasn't as good. Yeah. I I, I didn't even watch all three of the the movies that were any good. Um. So you know, some of the stuff that was being pictured, I didn't quite understand. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not here to was, judge you on that. There was a Star Wars toy that was based on, like, um, uh, Harrison Ford basically being turned into, like, fudge toffee or something. Uh, I think it was, was, it was being frozen in carbonite. Whatever it was, that's what it looked like. And I think there were other elements of that scene, which, I, like, oh, that looks like a fun toy, but I didn't, I haven't seen that part of the movie. Um, yeah. It just takes away from the fun of that toy. Hmm. This was this was even a a, 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 a distant uh, like I, I knew that much about those toys, but I remember showing up at a cousin visiting a cousin in Oklahoma whose uh, father was a uh, like a dentist, and mm-hmm. it was in the rural part of Kansas, and uh, so he was always getting paid and weird things because the, the people wouldn't have the money to pay right he had this movie theater and mm-hmm. it was just filled and filled like the seats had been removed it was just filled and filled with just weird stuff and and the weird the, the thing I remembered as a 10 year old was that some of the weird stuff was like uh, either battle cat toys or he-man toys wow and it was like these these toys are so far away from uh, you know I'm I'm a you know there's a toy budget in my household it's 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 you know it's like ninety percent GI Joe and maybe five percent uh, Transformers sure maybe I got a couple Star Wars toys just to see how crappy the the hand grip was in real life. Yeah. You know, outside the box. Well, I wouldn't have even thought about a battle cat or E-Man figure. Uh, well, what G.I. Joe toys had over mm-hmm. both Star Wars yeah. and Transformers was their articulation. It really looked like they were holding their gun and kind of a realistic position. Yeah. Uh, you could pose them. All sorts of different ways. The other thing I liked about them is that, like, that rubber band inside broke, which happens sometimes. You can take them apart and fix it. Which I, you know, I learned how to fix it with rubber bands. And uh, I, never, I never did that, but I have been uh, on the Twitter recently. Yeah. And there's a Twitter account where it's like someone either repaints these toys or does some kind of... It's like a young Frankenstein, and it's just switching parts out. Um, well, that's cool. I, I, yeah, I like. Yeah, you can make. Don't know how to think about that. But. You can make all kinds of. Uh, there was a guy who made a crimson guardsman, who, who was half wearing, like the the Cobra Commander armor. Sure. And then he was carrying the helmet and the other part of it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's, that's the way to do it." It's a choice. Yeah. So if there was a Toys R Us today, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that I'd shop there. I don't know that I'd buy a, a toy there for a kid. You know, my my nephews. It's like, oh, did you give me some Pokemon cards? And it's like, I I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I don't watch the cartoons. I don't know how the cards work. Yeah. You, uh, you hear some money. Yeah. Uh, That's and, uh, always the right color, always the right luck. size. Good, good luck to you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. 
I guess I guess it's fine that this is back, but it's been ruined. So. Well. The other part of it that is that has changed is most of the toys that I still buy for my collection, or you know, you've been to my house, all the stuff that I sit around here. Uh, I just pre-order them online once I hear about them. Yeah. I don't mess around. Well. Yeah, well. With, with the. You, you, uh, you might go into a toy store, except they don't exist. I, I seem to recall a toy store that would be in malls. KB Toys. It could be. Yeah. And it had, uh, it was less toys and more like uh, plush figures or um, maybe figures. It, you, like you'd go through entire rows and it would be. Yeah, they, have, um, they had like one aisle of action figures. And then the, the rest was like, uh, they had one aisle of board games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the rest was like, there was an aisle of the Barbie slash girl toys. Sure. And then the rest of it was like goofy stuffed animals. And, but uh, there was stuff, that, it was stuff that would be like a Lego or like a Lincoln Log, but yeah. it wasn't. It was some, something else altogether. Right. I think they went out of business before Lego reinvented itself as the <clears throat> premier, like, oh, you can build the Millennium Falcon out of Legos. Or you can build the Star Destroyer out of Legos. Well, this stuff didn't seem that branded. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, my mem- My anyway. memory of KB was they had... A line of action figures, but it was like a last resort because they didn't always, you know, you wanted the Spider-Man, but you didn't want the green Spider-Man that shot toxic, to- toxic jizz. You wanted just uh, it, it always confused me because it's like I don't know what this is. It's mm-hmm. not the building toy I understand, but there's a whole row of it, so someone must be into this, right? But I've not been in that kid's house. Or maybe it's a grown man, and instead of like, it's probably that kidnapper. That's what that. That's what that kidnapper was going to offer you. You you want to try some Playmobil? Screw off! You see this? You see this Playmobil here, buddy? I got a lot more of this in the car. (laughs) Great. Well, you have fun then. Here's 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 the (laughs) Chuck Connors and the Rifleman set. How do you? What do you think of that? Maybe that guy at the physics party. Would you like to ride a horse senior? with me? <laughs> All right, I'm changing directions on this silly joke. All right. That, that, that physics party with the the hot physics major. Right. That we only saw the one time. Yeah. And then that, that one guy showed up, and it's like, I got to leave. I've come to believe that this was an illusion. Huh? A shared psychosis, that we dropped some acid or something. This I, don't, I just don't believe that this actually happened. The hot chick. Yeah. Well, invited us anyway, to a party. That, that's the most unbelievable part of it. it she by, seemed to enjoy our company. By a lot, yeah. But, anyway, there was the one guy, I think I'd seen him before, the, the Jufro. Yeah. And uh, he uh, he had to leave because something was coming on that didn't re-air. Um, if he Babylon if we ever went to his apartment, maybe he had the toys that were the off-brand construction thing. Because he had a whole just different mindset of what priorities were and what he wanted to watch and do. Right. So Hy- he could be the diff- person consuming that. Different mindset about hygiene and grooming. And, <laughs> you know, fair play to him. Because uh, those households must have had money for that all to exist around yeah. America. I mean, these are like Amazon engineers and uh, proctologists, you know, good-paying careers, you know. <laughs> we need them in society. A good proctologist. Uh, I mean, I'm not that person, but, you, you know, if you need them, they got to be there keeping the trains running. Fair enough. So, I went to the doctor this week. Yeah. Like... Two different doctors. Yeah. 
and uh, I had my I had a dilated eye exam for the first time since 1998. So yeah. you, you do the math on that. That's close to 30 years. Yeah. 25 years, however long it was. Yeah. And uh, you know, the last time that I did it. I went to a room that had like fishes, fish in it, and it was an aquarium. Yeah, not just random fish that had been smuggled into the port of Memphis, but yeah, an aquarium. And you were just supposed to stare at the aquarium. And you know, I got, I remember closing my eyes at one point and then opening them up, and the fish were blurry, yeah. and I was freaked out. Uh. Well, this was 30 years ago, thanks. Right. I freaked you out. I, freaked, I was freaked out because I was like, holy shit. I, was, I came in here and I could see stuff. Now I can't see anything. Um, but well, Hormones were surging through your body 30 years ago. Yeah, I hulked out. But fortunately, no one was killed. Uh, but anyway, and I felt like I, I, I was... So then I had to drive back to work. Which shouldn't have been a problem, except when I looked down at my gauges, I couldn't read. I couldn't read them; they were still blurry. I couldn't focus. This was this was this Thursday. No, this was last the last time I did this. Thirty like, years ago. Yeah. So what? You would have been uh, going back to the fast food place you worked at, or I was on. I was on my way back to the register. Oh, it was 1998, yeah. so 20, oh, 24 okay. years ago. Not, not 30 years. Okay, yeah. gotcha. All right. So, I, yeah, I was on my way back to yeah. the the register, and yeah. I and I was I couldn't read the gauges, so I didn't know how fast I was going. Sure. So I tried to match traffic. Right. But that's smart. It's a tough thing to do. And they got those one-way streets in downtown Des Moines. That's a killer. <laughs> well, I had my uh, I go through the Dodge Stratus is what I owned, a little black mm-hmm. car, and and we managed to get downtown with yeah. without me smashing up anybody or, or the car or scratching anything up too terribly. Yeah. But it was a kind of scary experience. I've, yeah, I've had experiences like that where it's like, I'll be falling asleep and I'll think back to them 20 years later, like, and just shiver, like, oh, that was dangerous. Yeah. Uh, but today, this week, history repeated itself, but we live in a different society. You had a friend accompany you in case uh, it was difficult to see. I uh, I was compelled to make a joke um, about you not being able to see. Yeah. And um, uh, I couldn't remember the reference uh, because I can't remember names of movies or actors anymore. But it, I think it was uh, a reference to Young Frankenstein or Gene Hackman played against type in a funny role yeah and set fire to the young frankenstein characters thumb he, he lit a cigar for himself and set set this guy's thumb on fire he was trying to he's trying to help out this young person i thought the guy was blind he was playing too huh he was blind was he not gene hackman was a blind person that lived out in the woods and he was trying to be nice to this person that showed up at his doorstep but he set his thumb on him. I think he did other things to the guy. Uh, uh, anyway, Young Frankenstein had, had a rough go of it. Uh, and this, this well-wisher uh, was part of that experience for him. And um, <laughs> here in the news recently, someone some congressman was interviewing this law professor from California. He was saying something, and the professor interrupted him, like, "Oh, you're you're transphobic." Um, and um, I, I think he wasn't aware that he was being transphobic. Basically, these people were 
at different ends of the political value spectrum that mm-hmm. exists today. And uh, so this this movie with the blind Gene Hackman, I feel like me making fun of you, getting home from the your your eye appointment, that was wrong of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the jokes I was making about oh you could get in an accident and rear end this taffy truck and it's you the taffy and you're eating the taffy you know because uh, uh, like he has the high cheeks you can get up are, are you just the, free associating now person, taffy <laughs> you're just free associating with like taffy I fell into I a know. pillow factory this is like a bug could be Bugs Bunny cartoon at some point. Exactly, something like that. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, I hope you don't get in an accident that causes problems to people. I hope it's a funny accident. You know, something out like Wonka or, I don't know, yeah, like you say, Warner Brothers. Um, but it's like I was in a mind of like, oh, this Young Frankenstein, which was a movie that was made uh, probably before I was born, but it was on, you know, UPN on the weekend. Uh, it's, I mean, it was like, oh, society's changed. I was going to make a joke about an actual serious event in my friend's life. But uh, that that joke was based on a movie, you mm-hmm. know, that's older than me. And in the real world today, I... I'm quiet. I wasn't prosecuted for this. You know, I was talking to a friend, and Avon, his 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 friend, didn't you know call the cops on me? Because in the real world, you say something, it's like, oh, you're you're transphobic, you know, for for doing that, and that's maybe maybe that's so. Uh, but well, you know, life has evolved. I guess that was uh, uh, the point of this item on our card. Dan went to the, the eye doctor. All right, we're at the 52-minute mark here, Paul. So let's hit these pretty hard. I've been watching the uh, first couple episodes of The Captain, uh, the the ESPN documentary on the Derek Jeter years uh, for the Yankees. And my takeaway is I'm not learning much that I didn't already know. And there seems to be an effort to foster uh, some conflict. Yeah. So, like, Brian Cashman didn't get along with Jeter because of the... uh, Because of the um, salary arbitration. Oh. His third year. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Uh, He he got, like, uh, $19 million which is high for an arbitration. Yeah. But it was like, they weren't sure if they wanted to extend them. I remember that. Uh, so that's fun. That's a fun little bit from the captain. I want more bits like, why was Uli Soho so cool? You know, he only played 20 times. Yeah. Uh, One of them was to get a game-winning hit in the 2000 World Series. Yeah. So... Yeah. Anyway, it's not really told like the last dance. It's just mm-hmm. Winfield and other players. Yeah. Mattingly's interviewed and, you know, Pettit and Jorge Posada. Uh, they're just uh, talking about yeah. how great Jeter was. And, you know, Jeter basically talks about. Oh, look, I could have gotten in trouble, but I didn't. Uh. <laughs> well, um, Jordan, he owns a team now. He can just say whatever the hell he wants. Uh, whereas Jeter, you know, he might want to work for, you know, the world leader. Or, uh, I think Jeter may want Brian Cashman's job, is what sure. I think. But the Yes Network or something. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it's, more on the, it's more on the line for him. He's got more money than that, though. Like, you do the Yes Network, network if you're, like, uh, down by six at the end of the ninth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know. 
Uh, so anyway, the the captain is boring. If you're a Yankee fan or a baseball fan, I don't really feel like it's telling you anything that you don't already know. Could say something else. Yeah, it's on Netflix, so that's a pretty good bet. Yeah. Uh, get, get, can we flip over to Arsenal? Yeah, you you were excited about the upcoming Arsenal season. They they've been buying. Uh, They've been cheap in, in recent years, but they bought some play. They bought some players last year, and they bought some players again this year. Yeah, this is a team owned by the guy that owns uh, the Los Angeles Rams, yeah. formerly the St. Louis team. Yeah. Uh, so he's won. He's won in the NFL. Yeah, that's the premier money sport in this country, probably. Uh, I think his Colorado um, NHL team won. Maybe he's just bored and has decided, well, fuck it, let's try and win the soccer thing, even though I don't care about it. So they spent some money. But uh, this this whole captain's thing you're talking about, it reminds me that last year, Arsenal was the subject of Amazon's All or Nothing they do these things where they do a documentary. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I think they did Liverpool. They might have done some other things. Uh, other team-based season shows. Yeah. And they're like they're like this this captain thing. Mm-hmm. Very bland. That they don't want to like throw Amazon under the bus or whatever sports league they're in or other players. Because you might want to, you know, get a job after this thing comes on. I think the only time this has ever worked was that last dance when uh, everything else was in hiatus. There was nothing else we could watch, so yeah. that helped. That's what's happening here is they're trying to recapture that glory, but <laughs> you can actually just watch baseball games, right. and the Yankees are actually good this year. Uh, yeah. It's also, it's just not as intimate yeah. as the last dance was. Yeah. It was uh, the, only other, the only other thing of this type that seems to work yeah. is where it's a uh, training camp. Yeah. So you've got these non-roster invitee guys. They have nothing to lose. Sure. Uh, like if they get cut, it's like, oh, you're out the door. Uh, we took a flyer on you. We're, we're, we're moving down from 100 players to 85 going into the third preseason game. Those guys have nothing to lose. They can... Uh, Very true. Uh, they can chat. So you're excited about Arsenal? Yeah, I might uh, figure out what service uh, I, I need to pay for to watch their stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But... They're like Lucy with the football. They might suck again this year, but I might uh, uh, be sucked in just enough to, to to think they don't underachieve this this season. Well, underachieving Arsenal is a running theme in this show. Uh, let's just cover this real quick. The uh, copyright protection for Christopher Robin's Winnie the Pooh and associated characters has run out. And the first move by the creative minds in America is to turn it into a horror film called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yeah. And that, my friend, takes us to an hour. Uh, and uh, do you think this blood and honey thing is going to be directed by the same same uh, same guy as that uh, Thor Love and Thunder I don't think he's under contract with Disney Marvel so I don't think they'll let him go ruin one of their former properties well apparently this, this Thor movie was horrible and this Winnie the Pooh thing sounds horrible. Yeah. It's like, well, this is a match made in heaven. Go do this. Weird thing that you're going to screw up. 
I, you know, I agree. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. Paul, I brought us in today. you got to get us out of here. Good to talk to you, my friend. Later. Later, man. Whoa. Guess we can close the file on that one.